In a world where uncertainty reigns supreme, where shadows of chaos dance at every turn, one truth emerges unyielding. Preparation is not a luxury, but a lifeline. Behold the Wellness Company, a beacon of readiness amidst the tempestuous seas of fate. Envision a sanctuary of tranquility, where the tumult of unforeseen medical crises finds no purchase. The Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit stands as a bastion of assurance, a fortress of resilience against the unseen foes of health. Within its sacred confines lie the tools of salvation. Ivermectin, to ward off the insidious whispers of disease. Emergency antibiotics, to quell the raging storms of infection. Antivirals, to vanquish the relentless tides of contagion and more. The Wellness Company Medical Emergency Kit is not merely a collection of supplies. It is the embodiment of preparedness itself. Crafted by the hands of esteemed healers led by luminaries such as Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. James Thorpe, Dr. Harvey Risch, and Dr. Drew Pinsky, this kit stands as the pinnacle of safety, the zenith of prevention. These truth-seeking doctors have forged a testament to vigilance, a testament to the unwavering pursuit of well-being. Embrace the certainty that comes from being armed against adversity. Embrace the Wellness Company, for in its embrace lies the promise of resilience, the promise of a brighter tomorrow amidst the chaos of today. Don't wait for the next crisis to strike. Visit twc.health forward slash strange planet and use promo code strange planet for an exclusive 10% discount. Prepare today and rest easy tomorrow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Coming up on this episode, a certified hypnotherapist reveals how hypnotic regression can remove personal obstacles and negative emotions. All memories are stored inside of us and they are stored. The emotions around that story is is at the subconscious level and basically we go back and we clear those emotions. If you enjoy Conspiracy Unlimited, why not become a Conspiracy Unlimited Plus member? For just $1.99 per month, you'll gain access to two bonus exclusive commercial-free episodes per month, plus access to my back catalog of episodes to subscribe just go to conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com and click on Gain Access to Premium Episodes. Again, go to conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com and click on Get Access to Premium Episodes or click on the link in the episode notes. Conspiracy Unlimited Plus for less than $2 per month. Why not sign up today? Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serres. 
Pursuing the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard Serrett. Welcome to your Wednesday. Debbie Papadakis is here from the Hypno Healing Institute to discuss how hypnotic regression back to childhood and beyond, even to a time prior to birth, subconscious memories of the womb, for example, or even back further to past lives, can heal lifelong psychological and emotional wounds, heal relationships, remove obstacles to success in business, love, and more. Debbie is a board-certified hypnotist, psycho-spiritual therapist, Reiki master, neuro-linguistic programming and timeline therapy trainer. She's a past life and life between lives practitioner, licensed holistic practitioner, speaker, author, and founding director of Hypno Healing Institute in Toronto, Canada. Her new book is called The Relationship Code, Heal Your Wounded Heart. Hey, Debbie, welcome to Conspiracy Unlimited. How are you? I'm fine. How about you, Richard? No complaints. But people come to you with complaints, things that aren't going right in their life. And what percentage, if you had to give it a number, what percentage of people come to you with relationship problems? Well, uh, maybe 50% come with relationship problems. But by the time we start working with anybody, and I don't care what kind of issue you bring me up, the relationship issue comes up. Because if you say I have, I'm procrastinating, for example, so, and then we start working on it and we have, we take you back to whatever that started. It could be your mother and father are fighting and they having issues and then you feeling resentful and it could be all kinds of different stories anyways, or somebody in school, they, they did something, the teacher, the other children or you felt uncomfortable that could be the root cause of it so then i have to clear that and then then the relationship issue comes up there with the teacher with the other students with the mother with the father so and i need to work in all these situations and because actually all these 25 years i'm working with i found that most of our issues are relationship issues if you have an issue with money then it's really a relationship issue it's your relationship with money is relationship with your money, but also could be the relationship, could be the, when you were two years old, the mother and father were fighting about money or, or maybe one day old and the people, the mother fighting and the mother and father fighting about money. And all of a sudden you decide that if money creates fights, I don't want to have any. And that's, it needs to be cleared up. And then you go back and you clear the issue with the mom, with the dad. So constantly, all the time, no matter what we do, we go back into whatever the issue started it. And very often is relationship issue. This is why I wrote the book on the relationship code, because it's so much of my work is relationship issues. If someone said something and you heard it and you were two years old, people might think, how could you possibly remember that? How could that continue to affect you? My goodness, two years old is already too too late. The first five years, we pick up the information from the day. Actually, I'm not going to even say that from the minute you are born, even before you're born. Yesterday, I was working with somebody and she's in the womb and she says, I'm afraid to come out of the world because her life wasn't very um, productive or it was very painful. So she says, I'm afraid to come to the world. So we had to clear the fear in the womb. 
And then once you clear that fear, all of a sudden her whole uh, vision changes. So explain to me the process of how something that happened that you may not be aware of in your conscious memory, how that can impact you throughout the rest of your life, even if you don't consciously remember it. All memories are stored inside of us and they are stored. Actually, is the perception of whatever we have it might not be 100% the memories. Because if I attend people here and I'm telling them a story, they're going to, and I ask them to repeat the story, they're going to give me each one of them, they're going to give me a different story because they're going to give me their story. So whatever their story is you're picking up, that story, the, the emotions around that story is, is at the subconscious level. And basically, we go back and we clear those emotions. And once you clear the emotions and you reverse those emotions, from, for example, from anger to happiness to positivity to love to whatever. So all of a sudden, that old impact that was negative turns to, we can turn it to positive. Do you see that most of the societal ills that we have today may be rooted in familial breakdown? Yes. Uh, things like divorce. You see that then as kind of this perpetuating cycle, right? It starts with the yes. parents who learned it from their parents, and they they retain these experiences that, that impact their emotions for the rest of their life, and therefore it impacts on their relationship. So it all it's cyclical. It is cyclical, and it's, it goes even further back, Richard, could go to generations. The medical society telling us that we have uh, we carry on the blood levels, but we also carry the memories. We go back. I personally do work back. I take them, take people back into the genealogy. I take them back to past lives. I take them back to the womb. I take them back to whatever they tell me. Is it now? The question is: It is a hundred percent true story? What they ever tell you? Probably not. But it has have some aspects to it. But if as long as that story affects you today. We go and change it. For example, in 9-11, we all witnessed the towers being hit by airplanes in right, New York. Right. And it was very traumatic, but I wasn't in New York. I was in Toronto, and my, most of us, we were not there. But we witnessed that event so many times, was imprinted inside of us, and quite often... That day was created a lot of fear in the world, and a lot of people's fears, even though it wasn't their story, the fear watching that and imagining what's happening became our own story. And there could be somebody could go back and say, I'm, I'm watching these planes, exactly what we saw on TV. And the fear you develop through watching that, that is inside of you. We are like a tape recorders. Anything has happened is inside of us. And any story we can tell, the stories I don't particularly... Uh, focus if it's true or not true, but the emotions associated to those stories, I'm very interested to go and reverse them. As soon as you reverse them, all of a sudden, the person feels lighter. They feel open to possibilities. And you're talking about money. How many people have issues with money because the belief system, the beliefs, I'm not good enough. This morning I was working with somebody says, I'm not good enough. I said, well, you created that. You're not good enough from where? So we had to go back and see the whole story again. So if you believe I'm not good enough, I don't deserve, I don't, um, and if I don't deserve, I shouldn't have. And if I shouldn't have, then the guilt comes up. If you have something, let's pretend some money comes to you, all of a sudden you go and spend it. People who win all kinds of lottery and all this other money, they don't have the money consciousness of that amount of money. So what do they do? Two years later, they blew all the money. So we have to be in alignment in alignment, internal alignment, 
uh, believe that we deserve, we're good enough, we are perfect as we are right now, maybe we do have to go and clear up some issues and work on some issues. But in reality, in reality, uh, we're deserving it. And then all of a sudden, the whole game changes. Let's say someone in their childhood, they were two years old, and their parents were constantly fighting. Yes. Or maybe there was even some violence in the home. Yes. Then one of the partners with the child, they got out and moved on and got into a healthy relationship. Is that new healthy relationship in the child's mind going to reverse the damage that was done? Well, in the child's mind, in the child's mind, creates a beliefs and the beliefs could be if relationships means argument i don't want any argument and i don't want to it's not even the argument they don't want they don't want to re-experience that feeling because when this even a baby two days old feels the energy around around the people so if there's arguments going on the child doesn't understand what's going on but it does feel that emotion and that emotion stay with them. And no matter where they go, if that emotion comes up in anything, they will respond to that. And uh, so they are avoiding, uh, they're avoiding relationships then. Or if that was the, the issue was about money, they will, they will not want money. And if money comes to them, they make sure it's uh, subconsciously, they cannot face it. They cannot accept it. So the money will go away. I would tell, give you an example. I had uh, many years ago, I worked with a young lady who um, she wanted to have a relationship, but she was always attracted to relationships that they were an available man or a, or um, not uh, at her, her level, people that uh, they didn't want to get married or they didn't want to be settled down and all these kind of things. So I'm working with her. And um, so she starts saying how uh, she is, uh, she really wants it. Consciously, she wants to find a partner, which is, who is a wonderful partner, but in her, but she has a fear of it. So when we trace the fear, she was three years old and her, she, and her whole household was chaos, except her grandfather, who was the stable person there. And he loved her enough and he was spending time with her. And the, grandpa was the security blanket. And then grandpa, when she's three years old, died. And she didn't even go to the funeral because they thought she was too young. And she, she, the trust that she had to the grandfather all of a sudden he died and she's looking forever to find that. And she felt so sad, so hurt, so abandoned because he didn't understand what had happened. So in order not to feel that same feeling again, she would never go. She would never go close to a very close relationship because in case that next person will leave her and she will have to experience in that feeling. Now, some people attract the same types of people. We all do. Over and over and over again. There's a pattern yes. there. Yes. Unless they do work. Unless they go and clear up their issues, and all of a sudden they're attracting different, different types of people. But why do people seek out the types of people that they subconsciously should have a complete aversion to because they've experienced negativity in the past. Maybe they don't remember it, but, but now they keep seeking out that same type of person again and again. That is, that is subconscious. Consciously, they're not looking for that. If you sit down and talk to them, they will tell you, no, I'm looking for Mr. Wright or Mrs. Wright or whatever. But subconsciously, 
I could not fix my father who was, a, I don't know, alcoholic or who was abusive or was this and that, but I'm going to fix the next person. So there is a need to prove themselves. There is a need. So they will go from relationship to relationship and they have in the same story. All of us actually would do that. Interesting. Interesting. You say that our brains are a brilliant pattern identifying machine, and it's a phenomenon known as Biter-Meinhof. Tell me about that. The Biter-Meinhof. Well, if I buy a car, if I watch this, the road and the street, uh, people uh, driving cars, I probably, I have a white car, so I see all the white cars. But I have seen that after I had a white car. If I never had a white car and I had a black car, I only see the, the other ones. You see it, but you don't really see it. So the minute you buy, a, I don't know, white or red car, all of a sudden you see all the red cars on the street. And so this is what we focus on. We see it before we didn't see it, but now we've seen it. And that's what I mean with that. Okay. So talk to me about the whole process when someone comes in and they're having a relationship issue and let's say they can't commit. Yes. Walk us through the process. Well, I, that's easy. I would, uh, well, there's a lot of processes I have to go through and all this other stuff, but, but after I will ask them, imagine for a moment that you are going to commit to this person. Just imagine what kind of emotions are coming up. And all of a sudden, whatever the emotion, the fear, the some people, whatever they feel, and that would trace that back and they would take us back to the whatever they created that that fear or that rejection or that whatever they, they block is blocking them. So I will work with that. And not only we'll see it, but we have to fix it. We have to change it because the subconscious doesn't understand reality and imagination. This is very interesting. We can go back and, and reframe the situation. And all of a sudden, the subconscious thinks, OK, now I see this, the whole thing different. So I can get rid of that fear. We work with fears all the time. I can get rid of that fear and replace it with easiness or feeling good or excitement. And this is done under hypnosis. That's that's done in hypnosis, uh, easier in hypnosis than other ways. But in hypnosis, because we enter the subconscious, we are able to access that part of us. And by using proper suggestions, using proper visualization, using proper uh, way of communicating with the subconscious, all of a sudden we can change the situation. We can change them. And all of a sudden that charge that used to hold you back it's gone. So the person being placed under hypnosis, how do they know or how does their soul mind or subconscious mind know where to go to access the root of the, the problem? By the, first of all, I will ask the appropriate question. And because they're focused, hypnosis is a focus attention. So you're so focused on what's happening with the person. You have to trust the person you, who you're working with and uh, they they should know what they're doing. So if I ask the question automatically, instantaneously, you, your brain, your subconscious is so brilliant, so brilliant that we can't even fathom how brilliant it is. It knows exactly where to go. Quite often, because I do this work for more than 25 years, um, now I know I ask question, I get an answer and I don't know what the answer is. They, they, they give me something and we work with it. And then 10 minutes later, all of a sudden, makes sense. The first five minutes didn't even make sense, but I, because I know the process, I've done it some, so many years, I don't question it. I, I know you're going to give me something that will make sense, but sometimes after 20 minutes, makes sense. But in the beginning, doesn't, doesn't make sense at all. So that individual subconscious mind goes back to a specific point in their life? Yes. When, where the root of that problem is, and, and as you were saying, 
usually it's in childhood. They may be two years old, they may be 18 months, and they've been observing something as that child. They're observing, yes. right? They're watching how their parents interact. And that's and, uh, the cause yes. of patterns of behavior. It could, 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 that could be also uh, maybe 30% of my, my people, I take them and do the first moment they were born. Quite often, because if you really think of the birthing, the birthing experience, it could be very traumatic. You come out of this uh, warm, comfortable environment into the cold. And what do we do? The baby's coming up, get it to, to open their eyes. And all of a sudden, we hold them backwards and we kick them so they, they cry and we get excited with their, because we like to hear their voice the first minute, right? Right. So, and uh, so how do you think? coming out of that warm place and then you face with people who make you cry and you feel this cold for a few minutes. There is a trauma there sometimes. That's why I know lately they have, uh, the last few years at least, they have uh, created uh, different birthing situations where it's more calm and relaxed and the baby comes. They have them uh, with uh, bathtubs and uh, some other stuff, which is phenomenal. I'm so excited about that because that trauma is there. And let me tell you far, something more than if we start thinking about it. I had in many situations where people feel I'm not good enough. I'm not. And when you trace it back, <laughs> I'm the first moment I'm born. My father doesn't want me. And how do you know the father doesn't want you? Because my father wanted a boy and I was a girl. Now, the father, the day after, I am sure, or the mother, whoever, doesn't matter, they changed their mind after they saw the baby, after, you know, they adjust themselves. Okay, I was expecting a girl and I have a boy or whatever. And, but this child stayed with that feeling that I'm not wanted. I had so many of those people, so many of those people. And, um, once we go back and we recreate the situation, all of a sudden the issue is gone. This makes us sound so fragile and vulnerable. And I tend to think of, of people as far more resilient. All of us come into the world under similar circumstances and yes. they slap us on the behind to get us breathing and so yes. forth. And yet, I mean, I, I, I don't I don't feel that I was traumatized by that. Um, Not everybody's traumatized. Depends on the first and next moment, how they helped you and they, how they loved you and all that. I mean, it could be many, many situations, but it, it doesn't take more than a few moments for this trauma to take place. And if we, maybe the next second, we take that baby and cuddle it and fix it and do it, maybe it's okay. But sometimes it takes 20 minutes. That 20 minutes is long enough. And I had, to, and I'm going to say that, um, I had a number of situations where uh, a child has been uh, having a surgery after uh, maybe a few weeks old or a few months old. They're having surgery, and when they're coming out of the surgery, they're coming out of the surgery, the doctor's trying to, uh, the nurse maybe is there, and they try to bring you to bring you totally up before they bring the parents. Well, if the baby stays there, and I had so many people with this situation, the baby feel afraid coming out of this anesthetic and nobody's there for five minutes. Maybe the mother is sitting outside, right. the father, whoever. But the baby feels uncomfortable. That can create a big trauma. And I had so many people I work with. Once we went there and we reconnected the parents and 
and felt the wonderful feeling that the mother, the father is there waiting. They just, the, the doctor wants you to, they don't want to bring uh, the parents in front of the minute they're coming out. You know what I mean? Right. They take a few minutes and that few minutes can be a trauma for the child. And I had so many people. So no matter what, where the little trauma is, I take them, I accept, I accept anything they tell me. But sometimes the brain is so brilliant. It might not take you the first event when you ask, it takes you to the second event. You clear up that. And then I ask what percentage of this whatever issue they told me is still there. And they might say, I still have a 30% of that fear. Then we trace that 30%. And then we go to another event. That could be the, the root cause. But sometimes the subconscious is so brilliant, they will not give you the big thing first because you may have a hard time process, processing it. So that's why we go back and forth. Sometimes, though, the trauma or the root of the problem exists in a previous life. Yes. How often yes. does that happen? Very often. Very often. Because when I'm, again, somebody comes with an issue, and I don't know what the issue is. It could be anything, and including money problem. And uh, they, they, they have this issue, and I work with them, maybe a session, maybe a few sessions, maybe a number of sessions in this life, and we find few connections and we clear them, and they still have 10%, 20%, 30% issue. They come back after, oh, yeah, I still had this, this same issue. And very often we take them to past life. Again, I don't push them to go anywhere. They go wherever they go. And they go to past life, and I accept that, and we clear it. All of a sudden, we clear things much faster, much easier. Again, we... It's a process that you have to learn how to do it and all that. And I've been doing it for 25 years. And, and it's, um, it has helped many people to relieve internal pain and hurt and, and fears and uh, you name it. And if we release somebody, help somebody to clear all, up, up all those things, all of a sudden they can live a, a very productive, happy, exciting lives, and they have a great relationships. My passion is to go and help uh, to send the message to the world that we have to treat children. All of us, we do it with good, good in, in, intent, but sometimes uh, how a, a child feels. Sometimes if the children are reacting or something, we we put them in the corner. You know, you know. Uh, it's such a traumatic thing to put child in a corner. To me, it's, uh, it's almost like, first of all, look at a child as one-year-old and you put him in a corner. What do they think? They feel themselves afraid because you are, what, three, four, five times taller than them? And then our, our voice is kind of loud or, or uh, stern, or I don't know how you call it. And all of a sudden, that one-year-old child feels afraid. They think the world's disappeared or something. So I'm going to ask you or, or your listeners to imagine to put some giant person next to them, five times taller than them. And that person, even though we are conscious, we're, as adults, we have a conscious, we understand this is, this is, this is not a afraid situation. Still, we'll be affected with somebody three times taller than us and with a big, loud voice uh, gives us instruction and all that. We, we shrink. Can you imagine a child who doesn't have their conscience developed yet, how they feel? 
More of my conversation with Debbie Papadakis, author of The Relationship Code, when Conspiracy Unlimited returns. Start feeling rejuvenated right now. Order your one-month supply of Super Tea and GI Joy today from GetTheTea.com. This Super Tea is specifically formulated to cleanse your kidneys, liver, colon, and blood all at once. And of course, the colon is one of the most ignored organs in the human body. The faster that waste is eliminated from the body, the less time that waste sits in our intestines, spreading toxins to our bloodstream. Life Change Tea is not the same tea that you buy in the store off the shelf. Life Change Tea is eight powerful herbs blended together to maximize your health. You also get 60 capsules of the GI Joy, which contains colostrum, which helps to assist in maintaining a healthy digestive tract. It also helps maintain a healthy immune system. Super Tea and GI Joy from Get The Tea for a healthy digestion and a healthy immune system. Use the code UNLIMITED and all your orders ship for free. Consult your healthcare professional before using this product. If you're pregnant or breastfeeding, do not use without consulting a healthcare professional. Theoretical physicists say that there's as many as 12 hyperdimensions. Here are just three of them. Conspiracy Unlimited. Conspiracy Unlimited. Conspiracy Unlimited. Pretty cool, huh? Uh, here's an extra one. Conspiracy Unlimited. Hey, how about one more? Conspiracy Unlimited. And the great thing is we have six hyperdimensions left. Conspiracy Unlimited. Five. Or something like that. I'll ask Richard later. Debbie Papadakis is here, and we're discussing the power of hypnotic regression to heal emotional and psychological wounds. I'm thinking parents would be listening to this and thinking, and now they're going to start almost second-guessing everything that they, they say or do because they're so nervous about causing some trauma. I mean, well, Richard, it, it's common sense. Common sense. How does the word I say, the statement I bring outside to a child... How does it affect that child? Almost adults, we have the same thing. If I'm talking to you and putting you down, or if I'm talking to a child, putting them down, just because they're small children, just think of them as a people that have a brilliant understanding and communicate with them with the right tone of voice, with the right uh, uh, intentions, explain to them. And sometimes they need they need a more little detailed explanation, but be simple with them because we are operating all operating. First, the first five years of our lives, we're creating all maybe seven years. Uh, we create all these beliefs, these emotions, these feelings, and all that. And the next ninety-five years, we're trying to correct everything. Hmm. So if we the first few years we we be more kind and loving instead of being strict and uh, rules and regulations and all that. I personally believe children are so brilliant. They will, they understand if we treat them with respect and love and dignity and, and uh, have them have an opinion. Maybe you have a discussion. You don't like what they, they wanted to do or they don't want to let their four-year-old, they want to play on their computer all day. So you have a communicate, communicate with them and, and express, ex- explain to them and maybe try to take them out of it without giving them all orders and punishments and all that. To me, I wish I had known when my kids were small, what I'm talking about right now, I would have been different with them. After going under hypnosis and being taken back to a particular point in your childhood, how does witnessing or reliving that correct the problem? 
How does it, first of all, we, as I said a few minutes ago, the, con, the subconscious doesn't know the difference of reality and ima or imagination. So we go back and we, first of all, look at the situation with an adult comprehension. In other words, if I see myself, my, for example, if I am uh, feeling alone and lonely and nobody pays attention to me and I feel that I'm unwanted, meantime, my mother's cooking in the other room and, and they're busy with their work and everything else and I don't have the whole understanding and I create this negative beliefs and uh, limited, limited, uh, limiting beliefs and uh, negative feelings, all of a sudden as an adult, you go back and you revisit the whole situation and you look at it and we reconnect again. We say, oh my God, this is, uh, this, no, my mother loves me. It's not, uh, it's, uh, not I'm, I'm lovable. You can reverse that by seeing it, visualize it, imagine it, and you can communicate with them and, and feel their feelings and connect them. It's a whole process, but it's, it's, a, it's a very powerful and very, I will say, uh, incredible. Um, people can heal themselves by just visiting all that. And this is all my book is all about. And the book is um, is about uh, going back and and uh, and uh, seeing how, especially there are all kinds of examples there, uh, how they ended up by because what happened to in their childhood. And by going and reversing all that, we reframe things, we change things, we make them see it in a different perspective. The closest I can say, for example, we, okay, if, you, if you're driving, uh, not driving, walking on the street and somebody grabs you and picks you or pulls you on the side of the street, throw you on the side, the first thing you have is anger and that can be trauma, what they did to me, right? right. But, but two minutes later, I found out or maybe later I found out this person saved me from a car accident. If, if they didn't pull me out, I was gonna, a car was going to hit me. Right. So what happened to that anger? That anger is gone now. Now is appreciation that this person did. So anyway, we look at situations, going back and look at them with a different perspective without magnifying them. We just look at them and see, and we feel the feelings of our parents. And maybe they had struggled through overworking, over, they had too many kids, too much issues and all that. If you see, if you see the situation from a different perspective, all of a sudden you release that, uh, that, uh, that uh, hurt and pain and all that. And all of a sudden we help you to connect with your parents and with whomever. And all of a sudden, you become healthy. How quickly does it happen? Does it just take one hypnotic no. regression? No, no, no. It takes uh, takes uh, some people come for for a number of sessions. It takes time sometimes because sometimes uh, uh, people, first of all, they uh, this is like a foreign thing to them, and they take some time before they can they can. Uh, be okay with the process that might take a little bit of time. We have to create a poor. We have to uh, know what's happening. And I have seen people from couple of sessions to uh, many, many sessions. Depends on the situation. Depends on the depth. But also, if somebody's very logical and start thinking about it, with the thinking, you cannot resolve it. You have to allow it the information to come in. And right. quite often mathematicians or uh, accountants, they start logically looking at that. Logically, you cannot. Well, it's that old Albert Einstein quote, which you include in the book, imagination is more important than knowledge. Yes. 
yes, I have this post in my in my teaching class. Imagination is more important than knowledge. That's from Einstein. Yes, and many people have said that it's it's a we have to understand the mind. The mind is the way I see it in my work. Actually, there's conscious mind, which is all the logic, all the thinking, all the stories, all that. And with each and every story you say or you think or you experiencing, there is an emotion attached to it. If I think of my father, I have this feeling. If I think of my mother, I have that feeling. If I think of somebody I dislike, I have a, maybe anger. If I think of somebody, my father, I think I love. So the love, the anger, the hurt, the pain, the, all these emotions are at the subconscious level. The story is at the conscious level. And then the unconscious is the autonomic bodily function, we call it. But basically, that's where the addictions are. In other words, I feel upset. That's the, 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 the think of the alcohol. I, f- I feel upset. I grab the alcohol and then uh, I, or I can't stop. I cannot stop drinking it is the unconscious part that, uh, that is trying to settle down all these emotions. Basically, we are trying to settle the emotions. I work with a lot of addictions. And by the way, now we have the COVID, more addiction than ever I had. Uh, and more uh, people with uh, upset feelings and, uh, and depression and, uh, and, uh, and addictions is bigger than ever, bigger than ever. What did you do before hypnosis? I mean, or was that always part of your practice? Because we had, we had psychoanalysis where people would go and they would talk. You can, with psychotherapy, you can, uh, you can clear similar issues. It just takes a little longer, but it does, it does work on a lot of people. And there are a lot of people who are not ready for that faster work. They need to express and understand. And, and so psychotherapy then is better than, than the hypnotherapy. If for some uh, people that though that aren't able to express their emotions or express their feelings or they lack self awareness, they would take some time in in a psychotherapy, and after a while, those emotions are start coming. With hypnotherapy, most of those emotions might come a little faster. But uh, again, because you are in control, even when you're hypnotized, you don't have you you can hold on to it and not allowing, and that's why it would take longer longer time too. So it's, um, I combine the two things together. And also, um, I kind of specialize in this regression and all that, but not everybody with hypnotherapy, they do that. They, you can give suggestions. Once the person is at the subconscious level, you can reframe things, you can give suggestions, you can, so suggestions are, uh, suggestions are accepted a lot faster if you are in a hypnotic state because the chatter is just down. The conscious mind with the logical analysis is not, is not prominent at that time. The relationship code, heal your wounded heart. Final is out. Final is out. How do we get a copy? If you want a physical copy, you have to go to our website, which is www.hypno-healing.com. Or you can Google me at Debbie Papadakis. You see my website. But if you want a copy, Kindle. You can go to Amazon.ca or Amazon.com and you'll get the, the Kindle. And in another few weeks, we will have the um, audio too. There are a number of exercises in, in the book. 
yes. um, that, that people can work through. Can you maybe walk us through one of those exercises? Uh, these exercises, I put them there so people can help themselves. Not everybody can go to therapy and they can help themselves. So let me see. I just opened the book here. Okay, here I have it. Let's see. This is a exercise. Ask yourself the following question and record your answers. Did I feel loved as a child? Okay, this is they're going to evaluate themselves, okay? Did I feel loved as a child? And answer that. Did I feel, how did I feel as a child? Most, most, if you, 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 we don't even think about that, but did I feel lonely? Did I feel upset? Did I feel that I don't belong? Did I feel uh, fantastic? Did I feel empowered? I know myself uh, when I was communicate with my father, I felt empowered like the world was a, was a abundance. When I communicated with my mother, my world was shrank to, to the corner. Hmm. So those things affected me in my life. So did I feel loved as a child? Did I feel, uh, how did I feel as a child? And then what's my relationship with my father now? What's my relationship with my father was as a child? That makes a big difference. So you can say, okay, well, my father, he did the best he knew how and, uh, and uh, you know, it's great now. But, but as a child, I was, as, I was afraid of him. That fear controls your life today. But we have to um, understand it. We have to acknowledge it. We have to um, identify that fear. Then, and imagine your father sitting in front of you, focus on his presence. Just imagine. This is total imagination. Even your father can be around, dead. Yes. I was Pardon me? Say, I was just going to say, even if he's passed on. Even if he's passed on, there's no difference because we still have the same perception. So imagine your father sitting in front of you, focused on his presence. Recall a time when your father did something wonderful for you, which already start changing some, some situations. And if we want to make it more, well, let me see the next page. Remember the event and hold it. Hold on to the feelings of that memory. If I remember my father, your father, my father holding me and make me feel welcome and make me feel smart and make me feel that feeling. Now I'm recreating that feeling. I Even if I was thinking something negative, if I put that positive feeling over, it's going to overwrite the negative. Then ask yourself, what are the lessons for me to learn? Accept the answer. Now, all of my work is focused on not thinking, just accept whatever comes out, whatever instantaneously comes out, and then we work with that. Uh, imagine you're looking at each other until you connect from heart to heart. You know what? It's very difficult, and this exercise a lot of people may want it to do. Even if you're having a um, difficult time with somebody, just imagine there's a person in front of you, and you don't even have to say a word. Just sit and watch for 10 minutes that person's eyes. Even if the person is not there, imagine that person is there and they watch in your eyes and just sit there. All of a sudden, the hearts are going to melt. And then you can't even be angry at that person. And then center the pink, uh, what, center, see pink and light between your heart and your father's heart. 
Imagine it, see it, feel it, and accept it. What is pink? Feel that light. What is this pink light? What do you mean by pink light? Okay. Well, again, I work with colors, and pink. Pink is the color of love. When you, if the vibration, the the frequency of pink color, it feels this is the, the the vibration of love. If we have a the green color, the green color is color of healing. In other words, uh, winter time we have the snow the the, the grass is all dark and muddy and brown and all that. And then one day a beautiful sun sign comes up. Within three hours, we have this yellow green light come up, new beginning, new new thing, new new growth. That color is it's a, when we working with people and feeling the the we're looking for healing to happen because that takes some time. We might ask for a person to imagine the green color. If we, if the the people talking about the blue color, that means we need to communicate more. The blue color is the throat chakra, which is the light color blue. So if we need to still communicate, and then if we see the the purple color is the um, or the violet or the the indigo, it's uh, I see things and then I know things is a spiritual connection. And but if we see the red color, the the red color is, is the family of origin, is the ground in this. This, if anybody tells me, tells me uh, I see red red color between the two people, I know there are relatives already. They are blood connected people. Mm-hmm. And then the orange color is the emotions, the emotions, the feelings, the but if I want to send love to my kids, I will or to anybody. This is not a. This is love. The the natural love. I will send pink energy. Pink energy has an incredible vibration, and so I use it a lot with people. But I also use all the other colors. Depends on the situations. So there are a number of exercises like this in the relationship code. How uh, heal your wounded heart. Uh, so these people can do on their own. And I guess they yes. repeat them over and over. Is that the idea? When you do it yourself, you can do it one time and see if you can clear a little bit. And then you do it again, you clear a little more. Uh, I did this in order for people to work on themselves and also to learn about it, but also to work on themselves. Not everybody can uh, go to therapy. Not everybody have access to all that. And um so uh, I, I put extra information there for people to do their own exercises. But sometimes the problems are too deeply rooted. Sometimes they're too painful for people to do it on their own. Then they have to go for therapy. That's then you're looking for the appropriate therapist. And I very much uh, supporting people to go for therapy and uh, all kinds of therapy. When you go for therapy, just see if you can connect with that person you're working with. So there is a, all kinds of therapies, like I can name it, but psychotherapy is a wonderful thing. Hypnotherapy is a wonderful thing. Depends what you want. I'm planning to do some uh, some uh, workshops. I haven't set them yet, but I will do some workshops and they're going to be on Zoom and we can have lots of people and uh, to experience this kind of uh, protocol in order to to heal themselves. So again, the relationship code, heal your wounded heart, and people can order that at the website, hypno-healing.com. Or they call at 416-760-8996. 
And maybe uh, if people are interested in this group coaching sessions, they can call us up and see. But I haven't set it up yet because I am uh, running too many things to do. And I, but I'm going to put I'm going to put it because I'm going to again want to help more people out. We have the new websites coming up. It's, it is already up. The relationshipcode.com. The relationshipcode.com is going to have more about the book. That's a new website. Uh, and anyway, if anybody sign up, if uh, sign up with our uh, even the hypnohealing.com, they go and they sign up their um, their name in our mailing list. We have once a week we send them uh, letters outside newsletter, and you will see all the the um, activity that we do, the workshops, the classes we teach classes and hypnosis. There, there are all, all kinds of work is done here, and we're focusing right now on the hypnosis class. I'm also going to put a program for the relationship coach uh, with for uh, coaches and for uh, therapists and for people who wanted to help others. The so relationshipcode.com. Yes. Debbie, great speaking with you again. Thank you for this. Thank you very much, uh, Richard. That was wonderful. God bless you. Thanks. Okay, before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I'll be back in a flash with a few words about an upcoming episode. Check out the huge selection of Strange Planet merchandise in my online shop. Go to strangeplanet.ca and click on Shop in the menu or find the link in the episode notes for this podcast. At my Strange Planet shop, you'll find unique men's, women's, unisex t-shirts and athletic shirts, leggings, tote bags, mugs, neck gaiters, and stickers and more, all emblazoned with amazing artwork designed exclusively for my Strange Planet shop by artist-illustrator Rick Forgus. If you're a fan of Strange Planet, why not show it off? Go to strangeplanet.ca and click on shop or go to the episode notes for this podcast and click on the link. It's a strange planet. Dress for it. Coming up next time on Conspiracy Unlimited, two award-winning Nashville musicians discuss their fascination with UFOs and their three new songs chronicling Roswell, Rendlesham, and a famous alien abduction case. Charles and Calvin were out fishing late at night, and Calvin was looking out across the, the inlet, and from his back, he saw these blue lights flashing, and he thought they were going to be arrested for fishing in an area they shouldn't be in. And basically, from the time he turned around, there the craft was, and like he describes it, these three ugly, bulky aliens floated to him and Charles. And when Calvin and, and Charles were examined later on after being abducted, examined by the, the creatures or what, the entities, whatever they were, Charles and Calvin actually had puncture wounds on their arms. Until then, I'm Richard Serrett. So long for now. A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Blow your mind. That is all for now. Oh, and remember to share and give a five-star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats. We need... We need constant petting. <laughs>